This is the Leadership Lessons Podcast, hosted by Pastor Daniel Williams, a podcast to encourage and equip church leaders. Hey everyone, welcome back. I am so excited for this episode to share not only a guest lesson, but a friend. Will Torres, Will and Kristen Torres served as church planning residents at Redemption Church last year. We supported them, poured into them, loved them dearly, trained them, and sent them out. I don't know about you, but sending people out that you love is really, really hard. And that's why we are encouraged that we only sent them out a mile away. That's right, my friends. He is planning a church in Boynton Beach, Florida. We are in Delray Beach, Florida, and I think that we are better together. Will has learned so much in ministry and church planning. Uh, he is a seasoned veteran, man. He has been on staff at a Calvary Chapel down in Coral Springs, serving the Lord for many years, and he was uh, praying about planning a church here in our area and just um, has been a friend, a ministry in ministry in the gospel and just uh, wanted to learn in a small context. We are blessed as a church, Redemption Church, to uh, really um, be able to pour into leaders and have the capacity to do that. And um, our church um, of only around 40 to 50 members was able to train a church planner and send them out. And I hope that we did that well and are continuing to do that, to seek people, to train, to lead, to serve. And so really, uh, season three, I wanted to be an overflow of the ministry that we are doing to get people involved that uh, we're pouring into and growing and just uh, continue to share the things that we are doing on the ground reality, uh, training uh, men and women to serve the gospel. And Will is talented. Will is gifted and called, but also his wife. And she uh, did a lot of God and anxiety events, God and depression events, really just training her, leading uh, her and helping her in those areas. Now she's doing it all over our community. Uh, Such a blessing, has her own counseling um, business and really gifted in that to really uh, just minister to those that are really hurting. Uh, Just an incredible couple. And so really excited to share uh, Will's lesson with you as he talks about plumb lines saying no to what is good so you can say yes to what is great priorities and just knowing your limits as human beings we have limits praise god we are not god Uh, we don't have to figure everything out we can take rest we can take sabbath we can uh, take a nap and know that god is in control but we can do what we could only do and trust god with the rest and so will's going to talk about that uh, as he just shares uh, about knowing your limits hi my name is will torres uh, I'm from Boynton Beach, Florida, and I'm planting Proclaimed Church. And today I'd like to go ahead and talk to you about knowing your limits. As leaders, I think it's important for us to um, truly assess ourselves and to truly understand what our limitations are. Because if we don't, we can injure ourselves in the process, and it's a detriment to ourselves, to our families, and to the people who we're leading. So let's go into a little bit more about knowing your limits. First, I want to share a story with you. And first, I want to go ahead and give credit because I'm not this smart, okay? I really want to go ahead and thank my mentor, one of my mentors. His name is Dr. Tommy Kiedis. Uh, This is a lesson that that he created about knowing your limits called the Plimsoll Line. You can go ahead and look it up on his website called The Life and Work of a Leader. Um, I'll go ahead and add that to the credits below. But um, it's a great uh, uh, story that you can go ahead and use if you want to go ahead and and take this with you afterwards and, and learn it for yourself and also teach it to others. Um, but basically, um, 
Uh, I want to show you a story about a guy named Samuel Plimsoll. He's a 19th century British politician and he's a social reformer. His burning cause was the plight of merchant seamen. See, back in his day, uh, with the New World being discovered, uh, there was a lot of shipments going back and forth from, from Britain, from England, to the, to the colonies. And these uh, owners of these, ship, uh, 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 of these shipping companies would try to go ahead and pack in these ships uh, uh, to the brim with as much cargo and with as much uh, with as much that they can go ahead and get on the ship to ship over to the new world because hey listen the more you pack on it the more money you make because hey you know if it gets over there and you and, and you and you pack on you know um, a more cargo you know you're, you're liable to make more money well this was at the detriment and the cost of the seamen who were on the ships because see what would happen is is they would go ahead and fill these ships over capacity and when these ships would run into storms when they would run into rogue waves if there was any type of rough seas at all the ships would would, would shipwreck and these seamen would go ahead and die well th this was Plimsoll's heart he was relentless in his efforts to go ahead and protect the sailors and in 1873 uh, he published a book called Our Seamen. This book chronicled the problem of merchant shipping and offered a solution. Um, and he, he he put forth a compelling case, right? He put forth a uh, he he put forth his case saying, "Hey, listen, if you go ahead and you stack these ships." up to a certain amount of, of limitation that the ship is able to go ahead and bear, then you would go ahead and maximize how much you can ship with maximizing the safety of the lives of those seamen who were, who were shipping it. Well, due to his efforts, finally in 1876, British Parliament established the Merchant Shipping Act. It was a government bill that required all ships to have a line painted around their hulls. This line has, has been come to known has been has has be, has come to be known as the Plimsoll line. Why paint a line around the hull? Well, the freight was being loaded onto the ship vessel, and it naturally would go ahead and sink down into the water. Well, how would how would the shipping yards and how would the 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 seamen know if the boat? if the ship has reached its capacity well with that line once the weight brought it down to that line they knew they couldn't put anything else on it um basically the principle uh is very simple but it's one that we can go ahead and glean from today and it says a ship has its limits to the load that it can carry and this is the point that i want to bring home to you today as well if you're listening to this today is the fact that ships have their limits but so do leaders if you're a leader, you have a limit to the, to the capacity and the load that you can go ahead and carry. See, not only do ships need a plimsoll line, we as leaders need plimsoll lines as well. Um, leaders are like ships. We have limits and loads that we are called to go ahead and carry. See, Paul understood this. Paul, in the book of Romans, as, sorry, Paul, while he was in a Roman prison, wrote to Timothy and understood his, his own issues. He, as he wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy, in his swan song, 4.13, he says, when you come, he's telling Timothy, hey, do me a favor, when you come, bring the cloak that I left with you, with Carpus at Troas. Also, bring the books and above all the parchments. Well, he was asking for Timothy to bring these things to him that he needed. He knew that, hey, listen, it's cold over here. I'm freezing. I'm not able to go ahead and do what I'm called to do. I need these, these creature comforts. If Paul was 
If Paul was able to recognize his own needs, then we as leaders need to understand and recognize our own needs and our own limitations. Um, you know, we have to understand that, that leaders are made with capacities and limitations and not every leader is made the same way. Charles Spurgeon said, we are in a certain sense our own tools and therefore we must keep ourselves in order. What are you doing to keep yourself in order? What are you doing to go ahead and, and, and understand what your capacity is, what your limitation is, and when, and when, and what do you, and what systems uh, do you have in place to go ahead and 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 guard you from overstacking yourself or stepping above and beyond your own limitations? Well, I think that one of the things that I want to share with you today is we see this biblically, and this is a biblical principle. We see this found in Exodus chapter 18, where Moses is leading the children of Israel, and 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 he's sitting as judge, and everyone's coming to him, and he's sitting as judge day and night, uh, 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 making judgment on every single little issue that they were bringing to him. And his father-in-law, that Jethro, comes along and sees this going on, and he's like, Moses, what are you doing? Are you crazy? You, you, you're taking on too much. How You can't go ahead and, 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 and make every single little decision here. You got to go ahead and delegate. You got to go ahead and give over to others so that that way they can carry the load and carry the burden that you're trying to carry. Why? Because he wasn't being fruitful for himself or for the people. He was wearing himself out. And we as leaders have to understand that we can't wear ourselves out. There are four little points that I want to make with you today. And again... Uh, I want to give a plug to, to, to Pastor Tommy, to Dr. Tommy, because this is what I learned from my class with him, and it, was, it, it had tremendous impact in my own life, and I hope it has the same impact in yours. Um, and the first point here is no leader, you as a leader, you don't have the capacity to do it all. I don't care what you think about yourself. I don't care what others think about yourself. Because you know what? Sometimes we get blown up and we get big heads because everyone's like, oh, you're so great. You're so awesome. The reality is, is no, we're not that great. The only one who's great and the only one who's awesome is Jesus, right? So let's give him the credit that's due and let's understand our place and know where we're at. We have to understand that we don't. We do not have the capacity to do it all. See, Moses was a great leader, but he was not great enough to do the work by himself. Leadership, by definition, is influencing relationship between leaders and followers. See, leaders and followers need each other. We need to go ahead and delegate. We need to go ahead and give others things to go ahead and do. We can't carry it all ourselves. God has not called you to do that role. You know, the, the, the reality is, is we have to understand who we are. And when we have that self-awareness, then we become better leaders because then we see how we can work through people rather than trying to work through ourselves only. And it, and it allows us to multiply and it allows us to raise others up along with us, you know, and to lead in plurality. Number two, leaders, and we have to understand this one too, and I think it's, it's one of the hardest ones to understand, is that leaders have differing capacities. You're not made the same way someone else is made. You're unique with your own gift set, with your own, uh, 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 um, with your own gifts, with your own abilities, with your own talents, and God has made you unique and special. And that's the reason why you're able to lead the way you lead. But the gifts and capacity that you have is not the same as maybe someone else has. Maybe you have a pastor friend who has a church of a thousand people and your church is only a hundred or two hundred people. 
There's different capacities of leadership. You're not there yet, but you have to understand that there are differing capacities. See, all leaders, and this is, this is key, all leaders are equal before God, but God does not equally equip all leaders. I'm going to repeat that one for you again, okay? All leaders are equal before God, but God does not equally equip all all leaders, just like some ships are small and they're and they're able to go ahead and carry cargo uh, uh, that only weighs you know ten thousand pounds. When you have these huge shipping cargo ships that are able to go ahead and take uh, the, 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 these uh, shipping liners that are able to take you know a, a, a container after container of container of, of goods across. Each one has its purpose. That small one is for shorter distances, maybe to go between be, between here and uh, uh, and Georgia. I'm in Florida, so that, that that's a short distance. But that that large shipping container, a uh, uh, shipping line, is able to take it from Florida all the way to to England or maybe Africa. Well, you have different capacities and different giftings. Understand that God has created you. To, to, to work within the realm that you've been called to work in, to work within the framework and the system that you've been called to work in. God has equipped you uh, to go ahead and carry what you've been called to carry. Don't try to step out of and try to take on more than what God has called you to go ahead and take on. It's not what you've been built for. And listen, you got to be faithful to the little before you're able to be faithful to the big. Isn't that a, big, a, a, biblical principle, a, a biblical principle there, right? You know, hey, if you're faithful in the small, God will bless you with the big. Well, hey, develop the, the, develop the discipline, develop the, uh, the determination, the work ethic on what it is to carry these smaller loads, uh, and then you'll see that you'll have the capacity and your capacity will enlarge to be able to handle bigger loads. Don't dream for someone else's mantle or for someone else's uh, 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 capacity because if you were to step into their shoes, you would get squashed by the weight of what they have to carry because you haven't tried and tested yourself to be able to lift that weight. It will be tantamount of someone uh, starting off uh, 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 working out, right? I, I, you know, I don't know if you've been to the gym lately, but usually when you start working out, you don't try to go ahead and take the 100-pound dumbbell and, and, and lift it up. You're probably not going to be able to lift that up. <coughs> you start off with the 5, with the 10-pounder, and as you work it out, you'll see your muscles will start to develop, and then you add on more weight and more weight and more weight as your muscles grow. The same way with our, I believe, the same way with our leadership capacity and our limitations, as we show ourselves faithful to go ahead and handle the small things or the lighter loads, then we can go ahead and add on larger loads as we go along. Remember, we, we are all equal before God, but God does not equally equip all leaders to carry the same weight. We have to work ourselves and get ourselves to those uh, 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 limitations and those capacities. The third point I want to go ahead and make with you is Leaders must assess their capabilities. He's, too often we don't, we don't go through an assessment process. We don't like to go ahead and sit down and look at our pros and cons. We only like, like to look at the good things that we do. Oh, yeah, I do this really good and I do that really good. You know, so I'm just going to focus on my strengths. I think there's a book uh, called that. You know, so where, where are your strengths? But, but the reality is, is, yeah, we have to look at our strengths, but we also have to look at our weaknesses and understand where our gaps lay. You know, uh, one of the things <coughs> that Pastor Tommy uh, brought out, Dr. Tommy brought out in, in this study is the fact that your capacity is based upon three things. It's based upon your constitution, your preparation, and your season. In your constitution, where are you mentally, 
emotionally, spiritually, and physically. See, we have to go ahead and assess ourselves and understand where we stand and where we're at mentally speaking. Are you taking enough time for your mental health? Are you taking enough time to go ahead and relax and to de-stress yourself? Are you, are, are you healthy mentally? Are you healthy? What's your constitution emotionally? Hey, are you spending time with your family? Are you, are you talking about the things that bother you? Are you, are, you, are you loving your wife, loving your kids? Are you, uh, are you talking about the things that hurt you? About the people who've betrayed you? Have, you? have you buried that inside of yourself and now you've become a rock hard a leader that you don't want anyone to penetrate you anymore? Or are you talking about and being transparent about that with other people? You know, you have to understand your constitution emotionally, what you're able to go ahead and, 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 and withstand. Spiritually speaking, are you taking the time uh, spiritually to spend time with God so that that way you're refreshed, so that way you're going to the well and being filled up, so that way you have something to offer, so that way you have something to give to the people that you're leading and that you're ministering to. And the one I think is, is the most important that I think we, we neglect as leaders, as pastors, is what are you doing physically? When's the last time you hit the gym? When's the last time you went for a walk or for a run? When's the last time you, you, you checked yourself out and went to the doctor? Hmm? When's the last time you had a physical to make sure your blood work and everything is going all right physically? You have to take care of yourself physically because, hey, leadership, is, it, it's work. It can be stressful. And if we don't go ahead and take care of ourselves and, and help ourselves to, to deal with the stress, to help ourselves with, 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 with the issues that may arise with age and whatnot, hey, listen, we can injure ourselves and short-live our leadership capacity in that way. So, listen, wh- how are you built up constitutionally? Your emotion, your health, your spiritual uh, uh, life, your, your physical life. You know, add into that how, your preparation. Have you taken time to prepare? Are you resting on last year's preparation? Or are you consistently preparing yourself? Are you consistently working on your skills? Are you consistently working on your education to go ahead and better yourself, right? Um, uh, John Maxwell likes to call this the the, 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 the law of the lid, that, that you can only lead people as far as you yourself are willing to go. So if you're not constantly learning and constantly, you know, going back to the drawing board to, to, to submit yourself and to learn new techniques, new skills, then you, you're only going to be able to take people a certain amount of distance. And the dangerous part of that is if you're leading people who are really leadership development orient, orientated, then they're going to continue developing themselves and eventually they may go ahead and, and be a higher leadership level than you. And that's when people go ahead and start to leave, right? That's when people start to find other leaders who are, who are, who are higher leaders than them. So the key here is what's your experience? What, what, have, you, what have you gone through in your life? What, what's your experience level in ministry, in, in leadership? Are you putting yourself in situations to learn more? What, your skill, what skills do you have? Take assessment of that. Hey, you know what? Maybe you need to go ahead and take a time management class if, if your time management isn't that great. Maybe you should go ahead. They have these great books now that uh, everyone's touting it on the internet now. You can go ahead and buy these planners, right? And, and plan out and set your goals, right? Maybe taking a goal setting class. Hey, you know what? Develop new skills so that that way you can go ahead and fine tune yourself to be a better leader. So that, that, that way you can have a better capacity and you can raise your limitations. One of the ones that is overlooked is education. 
education, continuing education. Sometimes some, some, some guys don't even go to school, which is okay. Hey, listen, you're called to leadership. You're called to be a pastor. You don't have to go to school. It's the calling. But the reality is, is to, uh, Paul says to Timothy, hey, we need to study to show ourselves approved. We should continually be studying, continually be stu- uh, submitting ourselves to the word and, and, and opening ourselves up to, to education um, to better ourselves so that way we can lead others in the way that, that, that we want to go, amen, in the way that the Lord wants us to go. Um, and one, one piece of advice here too is, you know, don't pigeonhole yourself in thinking that you, you can only go ahead and get a, 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 um, a education from the Word of God. I wholeheartedly believe that all truth is God's truth. And sometimes truth is not only found in, in, in the Bible. I think you can find truth in other places. You know, now you, you don't want to stray from the word and you don't want to go ahead and, and, and stray from, from, from the biblical principles. That's, that's key. That's central. But it's, it's tantamount to, hey, uh, chewing the meat and spitting out the bones. You can find other, other leadership books from maybe people who aren't believers or, or, or other, other principles that, that, that the people are incorporating, other leadership techniques, you know, into into what you're trying to do, um, it doesn't mean that you have to go ahead and, and believe the way they believe, right? It, if it's truth, it'll work. And most of the time, all these other leadership gurus and all these other leadership people are taking principles from the Bible anyway. So they're, they're, they're sort of regurgitating that stuff. So it's important to go ahead and lead and to, and, and to have a breath of education, understanding that, hey, you have to prepare yourself. We have to prepare ourselves to lead people. And the way we prepare ourselves is to submit ourselves to others so that that way we can learn from them. Who are you submitting, who are you, who are you submitting yourself to as a leader to, to grow your capacity? Are, do you see people who do things better than you? Are you willing to go ahead and learn from somebody who's younger than you? For you older guys, right? You guys who are like me who may not have much hair, right? Are you willing to go ahead and listen to one of these guys who has a who has a a mohawk or whatnot? You know, I know it sounds funny, but the reality is, is I don't know much about social media. I don't know about so I gotta submit myself to someone who does. Who knows about that? My young brothers and sisters in the Lord. So. Is, there's nothing wrong with submitting yourself to them and learning from them so that, that way you can go ahead and enlarge your capacity. The last point in capacity is, is season, right? Constitution, preparation, and season. You have to look at yourself and do a self-assessment. How old are you? You know, where are you in life? What life stage are you at? You know, um, your, your decisions and how you're going to do things today if you're married without kids is going to be a lot different than if you're married with three or four kids, right? I mean, the amount of time, the amount of commitment, the amount of, 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 um, of, of, of just, you, know, you can't duplicate yourself. You have to go ahead and understand what stage of life you're at and what level of commitment you're going to be able to go ahead and give uh, to, to, to whatever commitment is coming at you for your leadership, for your growth and your limitation. If you don't understand this, then you're going to shipwreck yourself, right? You're going to go ahead and overload yourself below the plimsoll line of your leadership capacity that, that when a storm comes, whether that storm, it could be a little storm. It could just be, Hey, listen, uh, uh, uh you know, a car broke down or, 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 uh, uh, uh you know, you, you, and your wife got into an argument and rather than it just being something simple because you've overloaded yourself of all this weight and all these commitments and all this stuff, that little thing that normally would have, would have, um, that, that little thing that normally would have been able to have been taken care of or taking some time out is now a big disaster. Why? Because you have, because you're spread so thin that you're not able to go ahead and deal with that one thing. You know, so you have to understand what season you're in and what 
what, what, what stage of life and, and what level of commitments you can go ahead and make to that. See, all those things, constitution, preparation, season, all fall into your capacity. You got to assess yourself in these areas. And once you assess yourself, it leads you to the last point, is you need to go ahead and lead within your capacity. Um, uh, 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 Jethro said to Moses, you and the people will certainly wear yourselves out for the thing is too heavy for you. You are not able to do it alone. You're not called to do it alone. You have to understand you have to lead within your capacity. Moses was wearing down because he was leading beyond his capacity. And this is a common occurrence in leadership. You're not a production machine. You're a human being um, who is called to go ahead and do what God has called you to do, not more than what God has called you to do. God does not want you to burn the candles at both ends. This is why God provides you sleep uh, to renew yourself. He's given you a Sabbath. And I hope you're taking care of your Sabbath and you're protecting that Sabbath so that way you can restore and refresh yourself. Um, And we have to understand that we have to take that time out to go ahead and do those things because if not, we're not going to be leading from healthy places. We're going to be leading from unhealthy places. And unhealthy leaders produce unhealthy followers. And I think we have to understand that sometimes we look around ourselves um, when we're we're over our limitation and and, and when when we're overburdened, uh, uh, with, with what we try to carry and we look at the people around and say, man, why does this person have this issue? And why, why don't my leaders go ahead and show more discipline? It's because you're not giving them the example to go ahead and follow. You're not, you're not uh, uh, the one who's leading the way and showing them, hey, I need to respect and, and understand the limitations that God has given me and I have to work within those limitations. Um, uh, Vince Lombardi said it, and it's attributed to him, and, and, and General Patton said it as well. Fatigue makes cowards of us all. Understand that when we're tired, when we're overworked, when we're overburdened, when we're stretched too thin, is when we're at those, those fatigue points that we make bad decisions. It's where, we make, uh, it's where we make compromise ourselves. And we have to be careful to protect ourselves from that because it's, it's putting our families, it's putting our marriages, it's putting our, our churches and our leadership and ourselves at jeopardy when we don't because, because, we're, because we're overburdened. We have to understand that, hey, when we're fatigued, when we're, when we're too worn out, then something that we normally would be able to go ahead and deal with Uh, on a normal day, seems like a big mountain now, and we're not able to go ahead and overtake it. God hasn't called you to go ahead and carry a load that's too heavy for you to bear. You know, remember, don't don't let yourself become a coward, and and I say that word to protect yourself, you know what? Because God has called you to be the head. God has called you to go ahead and and not be the tail. God has called you to go ahead and follow His way, and not that, and not, and and, and Jesus Jesus said this. Look at what Jesus said. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For my burden is light. The burden that the Lord has given us is light. And if we come to him, we'll find rest for our souls. If, if you are at a place where your, your capacity and your, your leadership and what you're trying to go ahead and carry is not restful, then there's an issue there. You really have to go to the Lord. And, and, and really uh, repent like I've had to, like I'm sure we all, all had to uh, one time or, or another in our lives and, and realize, God, 
we're, we're trying to carry too much. I need to go ahead and, and let go of the things that you haven't called me to go ahead and do and focus on the things that you have called me to do and to work within my capacity, to work within my limitation because then, you, it, it, because once you're there, that's where you're going to be most effective, not only for your ministry, but for the Lord. So understand, um, uh, it's important, and I, 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 I hope that, that, um, that, that you get this, that, that we need to go ahead and, and understand our limitations. So, so the questions that you want to ask yourself, hey, listen, um, is, is fatigue and, and, and physical breakdown, am I overtired, am I always tired? Even after taking a Sabbath, I'm, I'm coming back to, to leading, whether it's at work, whether it's at ministry, whether it's ministry, whether it's at home, you know, um, uh, am, I, am I physically broken down to be able to handle this? Maybe that's a sign that you're, that, that you're overburdened, that you're over your capacity and over your limitation. You know, are you afraid to go ahead and take the, are, are you afraid to go ahead and take new land or, or, or to take on and to move forward into something that God is calling you to do because you're overburdened? That's another thing, cowardice. Fatigue will go ahead and bring cowardice. Are you living with, a, are you living, uh, another indicator uh, of being over, uh, 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 having too much burden and, and carrying too much and, and trying to live above your, your capacity is living with this dark cloud. Are you a joy to be around or are you not a joy to be around? Um, are you uh, a tigger or, or are you an Eeyore? You know, are you fun to be around and do ministry with or are you not? You know when you're tired, when you're run down, when you've taken too much on, it, ministry becomes a burden sometimes. Your leadership becomes a burden, whatever it is. Well, you need to go ahead and reevaluate, reassess, and see where you're at to make sure you're carrying the things you need to go ahead and carry. How effective is your leadership is another, is another indicator of where you're at as far as, hey, am I, am I stepping above my limitations? How, how, how effective? Are you being effective in what you're trying to do? You know, are you focusing on one or two things or are you spread too thin that you're doing 10 things and you're not doing them well? Are your relationships suffering? That's a, that's a big one, especially for us who are pastors, who are married. You know, what's that relationship? How's the relationship with your wife? Are you so overburdened that you're not taking time to go on, on that date night, on spending time? Are you so overburdened that you're always on your, on your cell phone, you know, checking your email, checking your text messages when you should be paying attention to your wife and giving her attention or paying attention to your kids, you know? Are your relationships suffering? That's an indicator that, you, that you're over your limit. So the question is, and, and the last thing I want to leave you with is, do you have a finish line? Are you, are you living and are you working without a finish line? You have to understand that, that you, you have to give yourself the, those lines of demarcation of saying, hey, I've reached my goal, now I'm going, now I'm going to go ahead and break. I think overloaded leaders operate without a finish line. They have this mentality that there is no end to their day, there is no end to their week. It just continues the cycle, just continues to build on and on and on, and there's no finish. There's no place to go ahead and stop and rest. The reason why they're doing this is because they're not, they don't feel that they're accomplishing what they need to go ahead and accomplish, and that's usually a sign that you are working above your capacity and above your limitations. So understand that you should go ahead and have a finish line. You should have a place where, hey, I need to go ahead and stop here and understand, hey, I've done my part. God's going to go ahead and do his part and, and just have faith in what he's accomplishing and what he's going to go ahead and do through you. You know, so I want to encourage you that um, one of the things that, that, that for me as a leader, um, 
Henry Cloud uh, said this, is that as a leader, you always get what you create and what you allow. Listen to that statement. As a leader, you will always get what you create and what you allow. As a leader, you're the one creating the world around you. You're the one creating the vision, the mission, and, and, and the direction on what you're, uh, and where you're going. If, you, if you're creating a world where, where it's okay to go ahead and uh, overburden yourself, where you're stepping over your limitations, where you're stepping over your capacity, well, that's going to go ahead and translate to everybody doing that. And if you're allowing that, then you're, then, then you're going to reap the rewards of that. And that's, that's an overburdened life. That's a tired life. That's, that, that, that's, that's marred relationships and, 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 and marriages that, that, that are on the brink. And I want to encourage you that you have the agency and you have the capacity to evaluate and to make sure that you're not living in that place and allowing that to happen in your life and in your leadership. So the question is, do you want to stay there or do you not want to stay there? Do you want to live within the limitations that God has given you or, uh, to, to, to go ahead and work within your, your talents, within your giftings, within your influence? Or do you want to continue to try to go ahead and do more and you're going to run yourself thin? Well, I encourage you to, 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 to truly evaluate yourself, to truly understand where your capacity is. Uh, uh, remember, remember these four points. You know, uh, you know, you as a leader, you don't have the capacity to do it all, you know, and that as a leader, your capacity is not going to be the same as someone else's capacity. Leaders have differing capacities and that's okay. You know what? It's okay to be in your lane and to do what God has called you because if you're faithful to that, you know what? What do we all want to hear at the end? Well done, good and faithful servant. You don't want to go ahead and try to go above what God has called you to go ahead and do. Because that's not being faithful to what God has called you to go ahead and do. Remember, leaders have differing capacities. We need to go ahead and understand that we have to assess ourselves in our capacities and, and, and have a true assessment, be self-aware of who we are and who we're not, and be okay with that. And that's the tough part. Be okay with that. Be okay. Be okay with who God has called you to go ahead and be. Why? Because He loves you the way you are, man. No one else is made the way you are. So understand that it doesn't matter how big or how small or how large your capacity is or how small your capacity is. God loves you. We're not, we're not saved and, 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 and it's not a meritocracy on how much we do for the Lord. We're all equal before the Lord. Remember that. We're all equal. God, we're all, we're all equal leaders, but God has created leaders with, with, with different capacities to go ahead and do His work. And lastly, remember that we need to lead within our capacity. We need to lead within our capacity. So once we assess, then we know what our, what our, what our boundary lines are, and we need to lead and stay in our lane and be there because that's where we're going to be most effective. So I hope that this has encouraged you. I hope that you're able to go ahead and truly uh, uh, become a little bit more self-aware of what your capacities are and what your limitations are and understand that if you can go ahead and figure out what your where your plimsoll line is, then it'll help you to be a more effective minister and a more effective leader in what God has called you to go ahead and do and not take on more than what you have to. Brothers and sisters, God bless you and have a great day. Well, I really love Will, but 
the next person I love is even more that's going to share. It's a three-minute message by my wife. That's right. Many of you, um, if you know my wife, you know that she is a behind-the-scenes person, really gifted one-on-one counseling, and just really kind. She is an amazing woman. I love her very much. And so, uh, of course, when we were talking about three-minute messages and sharing God's Word with people in our church, we had to had to have her share with the people in our church and it was so cool and encouraging Uh, she just really is a gift to the church to the body to my life Uh, an amazing wife amazing mom and she's probably going to hate this if she hears this so um, if you're listening babe i love you anyways it's a three minute message by my wife laura williams and uh, just talking and giving us great wisdom godly wisdom Uh, such a gifted teacher i love her so enjoy this three minute message three-minute message brought to you by Redemption Church, Delray Beach. Hi, I'm Laura Williams. My husband is Daniel. He's the pastor at Redemption Church. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you briefly from the book of Proverbs, and it's chapter 16, verses 2 and 25. And they say, All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the Spirit. And verse 25 says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. And these are not lighthearted verses in the book of Proverbs. Um, They're serious ones. And the reason that I wanted to share them with you is because I really see a um, a lot of people around us believe and live their lives thinking that as long as your heart is right about something, then whatever you're doing is okay. As long as your motives were good or you really believe what you believe, whether it's right or wrong, it doesn't really matter. Um, But the problem with that is that it does matter. And the Bible teaches us what is right and what is wrong and who God is and um, that there is one way to know Him and that is through the person of Jesus. Um, But that goes against what our culture around us tells us, which is that, you know, it doesn't matter what way you're going as long as your intentions are good and you're following your heart. Um, But verse 25 here says that there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. And you can be genuinely, um, you can be genuine about something, but be genuinely wrong about it. And that's what this verse is saying. And verse two says that all the ways of man are pure in his own eyes but the Lord weighs the spirit. You know, we always think that we're right about something. That's why we think it, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we are right. And I want to encourage you this week to be spending time um, in the word of God, reading and studying, because that is how we get to know what is right and what God's plans for our lives look like and how he has designed us to live and what he wants our relationship with him to be like and with other people to be like. Um, and it, it is a foolish thing, and it says this in other places in this book, but it is a foolish thing to make choices based on your own heart. We have to weigh things by the Word of God. And so um, I just want to encourage you to spend some time this week, today, in God's Word, studying and letting Him speak to your heart. Well, doing three episodes was sort of fun. One day, next week, there will be a new 
episode. That's right, my friends. Uh, Three new episodes celebrating season three of the Leadership Lessons podcast. Again, please share these episodes. Share the podcast with friends, social media. Let people know our budget is you, and I believe in you. You're doing great things for the Lord. You're able to serve Him in mighty ways. I hope these episodes are encouraging and a blessing to you. Next week, we'll be interviewing. uh, I'll be interviewing Brian Saylor on the issue, an important issue that is very relevant and um, Uh, very popular right now, talking about mental uh, health, uh, mental illness, mental health, these type of things that have come alongside in our culture that the culture is talking about and the Bible addresses. And so he actually has his own podcast um, that talks about this. And so I wanted to talk to him about this subject, but also introduce you to him. He shared on the podcast before, but introduce you to uh, this resource to the church about mental illness and mental health and just leading in that area. I love Brian, uh, his wife, Katie. Congratulations. They are having a baby uh, this year. It's going to be awesome. And so he's just a great guy uh, serving at Calvary Chapel in Melbourne as a young adult's leader. And so he is gifted and talented, and I cannot wait for you to be blessed by him. You guys have a great day. Love you much. Talking and praying to God for you, about you. And really, I know that uh, if you want to reach out to me or talk to me, feel free to email me, uh, daniel at eeleaders.com. Reach out, man. I'd love to actually sit down, take you out to coffee, but uh, but we can't do that every single week. So I'm glad that I'm able to pour into your life this way. God bless you guys and see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this Leadership Lessons podcast. You can watch all the episodes and get all the show notes at eeleaders.com. If this podcast was a blessing to you, I would love for you to share it with your friends on social media. You can find us on social media at eeleaders. You can also help us spread the word by simply writing a review on iTunes or Google Play. My hope for you with this podcast is that it will encourage you and equip you to continue to serve Jesus. Because remember, there's nothing better than doing what God has called you to do.